Hey, I'm Dan. And I'm Zach. And we are... Fiery Friends! Friends. And this is the season finale (laughs) of season two of Fiery Friends. And it's episode number... 27! Amen! There we go. You guys have all made it this far. Good job. Actually, I doubt any of you have listened to every single episode, but you've at least listened to 20 seconds of this episode. Hey! So congratulations. Not bad. If you haven't watched the other 26... You should watch episodes... Mainly 1 and 8 and 13... And 21. Yeah. Those are, like, the best ones. And then, like, I really like 16 if you want to listen to me talk about Disney movies for three hours. It's pretty good. That one's pretty great, too. (laughs) But that's more of a personal preference. It's pretty good. But anyways, Dan, how are you doing today on this final day of season 2? This is quite a final day. I did some final things, kind of. You did. Dan did some final things today. It feels kind of final. It feels complete. Yeah. We baptized Izzy last Tuesday. Yes, we baptized our good friend Izzy on Tuesday. He was one of our first fiery calls. He was in episodes 5 and 12 and 25. Mm-hmm. For those of you who want to listen to him talk... He's got a very good talking voice. I also told his story of how I met him in episode 21. Yes. So if you want to hear how I met Izzy. The Izzy origin story. Episode 21. Mission Strips. Matt Blackford was in it. It was a good episode. I like that episode. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Dan baptized him up on Tuesday. It was a good time. It was a day of new beginnings. Literally. For more than just Izzy. Yeah. Because... I also decided to propose after that. Yes, Dan has a fiance. I've got a fiance now, and I myself am a fiance. Uh, yeah, I heard. I think. I think if it's a guy, it's with one e, and a girl with two e's, right? Really? I think that's what I heard. Is that I've been spelling it wrong this whole time? I don't know. I heard that like a while back. That like you spell it with one e if you're a guy, and two e's if you're a girl, or maybe Dang. it's the other way around. But. I've spent three days probably doing it wrong. I'm gonna have to look this up afterwards. I, it might not actually be true. I thought I heard it from somebody though. I think it's true. Do you spell it with the e with the fancy little? Yeah, like, I think I think the thing? accent is in both of them, but okay. like the girl like adds an extra e or something. It's weird. So do I add an this could be a minute, e, but I think it it's true to the girl. Yeah, if you're saying like I have a fiance and, and she's the girl, girl, then there's an extra e. I think. Do they both get the little? Yeah, there's. Well, no, I think the second one gets the accent when there's two. I think fiance, I, I could be making this like, all up. That's like fiance. Yeah, fiance. 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 Sounds like something Shakira would say. Fiance. Fiance. Yeah, that should be a song. We should write that. Maybe in season three. But yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Now you're engaged. And I was like advertising on Facebook. I was like, yo, guys, we're having a Q&A podcast and Dan's engaged. So you should send us questions about him being engaged. And nobody did. So I was like, okay, we'll just talk about it at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't think I was going to have any questions. But if they did, yeah, I would answer them. But we do have 32 questions. From what? all of the different sources. I thought you said we had, like, no questions. No, we had, like, four people ask questions, but they sent a lot of them. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so we have a lot of questions. Uh, good. But. We should answer a number of those. Yeah, I don't know if we'll answer all of them, but we're gonna 
probably answer some of them. We should at least give an attempt on some. Yeah, exactly. And so we're going to see what we can do for you four people who answered the questions. Or no, or asked us questions. Yeah, Um, I'm going to put down a disclaimer. Just like on Tuesday where our baptizee, the donkey, Izzy, he said no math. No math. I'm also saying no math. I don't think any of these questions involve math. If they do, I'm not answering You're math questions. You're vetoing the, the math vetoing questions. math questions. Okay, any questions about math are off limits. All right, good. That's all I wanted. All right, 32 questions. Um, So there's 16 from my mom. Shout out to my mom. Dang, your mom asked questions? Yeah, well, I, I didn't really like that many of the other questions. So I was like, hey, mom, can you give us some actual good questions? She's like... I got you, son. So, Dang, all right. Good so she, job, mom. She hooked me up. I really like my mom's questions. Some of you other people, I mean, we'll get to your questions, but I was not impressed by <laughs> a majority of the questions that were sent in today. That's why I kept, like, begging on Facebook. I was like, ask us something, but nobody wanted to ask us anything, Dad. So I guess, like, I guess our our lives are pretty well known. I feel like... You know, we've got like 30 hours of us talking on Spotify it's at this true. point between There's all of these episodes. There's a lot less questions that people have now. Yeah, you don't have as many questions after you've listened to us talk for 30 hours, but... If you just joined, maybe you do. Maybe you do. And, and today... You just go listen to the old Q&A. Yeah, the old Q&A is interesting, though. Like, my mom was telling me that she listened to it the other day, and apparently you made some comments in it that she was like, she was like, Dan said that! But... <laughs> I feel like you don't even remember what it was. I have no clue what it was. I didn't remember what it was either. I'm not going to state it again because it should not be mentioned. <laughs> but if you want to if you want to know what it was, go listen back to that Q&A. Oh, dang. I'll tell Dan after the show what it was because <laughs> I think he's very curious now. <laughs> I feel bad for people listening to that first Q&A. <laughs> yes, it, it was like... back when Dan was a single man. Oh, a lot has changed since then. Dang, I was an unfiltered boy. Yes, he were, was an unfiltered. Were we single at Dawn's man. for that one? Yeah, we were still at Dawn's. Oh. That's where I was living before. Oh, shout just, out to dis- Dawn. Disregard anything I said there. Yeah, those were the old days. Yeah, but now I'm a new man. Now Dan is a new man. So <laughs> oh god. Yeah, so we have sixteen questions from my mom. We have seven questions from Hannah Steiner. Yay, shout out to Hannah, Hannah Steiner. Steiner. Seven is a good number. She asked us like a few questions in the first Q and A, so she came back. And then we have, uh, I think it's like uh, nine questions from anonymous sources that wanted to remain anonymous. What the heck? Which is mainly just two people who you'll probably be able to guess who they are from the questions, maybe. But anyways, Dan, pick a number one to 32. (laughs) Uh, 18. All right, we'll start with question 18, which is... Does pineapple go on pizza? Duh, yes. Next question. All right, one down, a lot to go. Thank you, <laughs> Hannah, for that question. Good question. So we can Very inform people with the most obvious thing ever. Yep. All that right, was a, That was an important question. Yes. Pick another number, 1 to 32. Okay, we got to go with 7 now. All right, number 7. What would be your perfect weekend? Oh, this is a good question. From my mom. Shout out, Mom. I figured she was asking this one because it's good. Yes, good questions. Good questions. From Mom's. Perfect weekend. You know, when people get older and really adulty, I figure their perfect weekends are like doing nothing. <laughs> like, there is a comedy bit by this dude John Mulaney where he talks about it. He's like, What'd you do last weekend? 
And then they're like, oh, I did nothing. Wow. And they get really excited and think about, wow, I didn't do anything at all. It was great. Yeah. Honestly. I feel like people get older and they're just like, I just don't want to do things because I have to do things now and I don't want to. True. Like at a certain age, like just doing nothing sounds better than doing something. Yeah. It's really weird. I feel that transition happening in my life slightly. Yeah, where you're like, and you're, I mean, you've all, you, growing up, you were always like the adventure guy. Like, yeah. Get out there, do crazy things. I was things. like, I and you still like that. Stuff. I still love doing that. I don't feel the pull to that as much anymore. Yeah, you enjoy a good day off now and again? Yeah, sometimes I don't even feel like going and doing the stuff I wanted to do before, and I'd much rather just do nothing. <laughs> yeah, there is beauty in nothing, folks. Like, I think Winnie the Pooh said it best. You can do the very best something doing nothing. Exactly. Yeah. But to answer the question, best weekend, I think the best weekend looks like it starts on a Friday night with yes. a bonfire. That's probably pretty good. Friday night bonfire with your buds with some worship and some food. Yes. Good community meal. Saturday morning, a little bit of worship, a little bit of soaking with Jesus by myself, maybe with someone else. Okay, okay. Maybe some kayaking. Kayaking, got a yak. Mm-hmm. And then early afternoon, I'm going to go disc golf. I'm going to go for a little hiking. Okay. And then headed towards the afternoon. I'm going to go thrift a little bit, see what's out there, see, what, see what the opportunities are. Yes. Get some, get some clothes, get some stuff, get some intrigue. Yes. Play some piano, drink some more liquids, stay hydrated, folks. Yeah. I worked out at some point here because it's a good weekend. I don't know why. It makes you feel pumped up. I like it. I don't know if that's what it's like, ah, what's you going to do? I'm, I'm all good without the working out. Saturday night, another big community meal, and then we just, like, we play some games and we watch something. Okay. And then everybody leaves. Yeah. And I'm just hanging out with my fiance. And then Sunday, church, and then church people all day. I don't know. Honestly, that's my ideal weekend. Yeah. Kind of the... Basically, weekends that have been... Offenish. Yeah. I like them a lot. Wouldn't change much. Yeah, okay. Well, my perfect weekend would be something that I've never done because why fix something that happens often when you can fix something that will probably never happen in human history? Smart. <laughs> I respect that. So, I think like that. For my perfect weekend, it would be on a cruise in the Caribbean or whatever, whatever sea is near Hawaii. Which is probably the Caribbean, right? That sounds nice. I'll join you on your perfect weekend. Okay. You'll be with me on this cruise, and we'll go on the cruise, and on the cruise they'll have they'll have a few rooms where they're doing, like, little Broadway Disney movies where you can just go in there and sing along to all the Disney movies on the Broadways okay, or whatever. Okay, amazing. There'll be a few other rooms where there's just, like, really good worship bands just jamming out, having worship concerts. All my friends will be there, even the ones who don't like me that much. Like, they'll still show up just because it's my perfect weekend. Nice! <laughs> and we'll all just be, like, jamming out, having a good time, praising the Lord. And then all of a sudden, our boat will crash into an abandoned island of native people. Yes! This happens on Friday going into Saturday. We wake up Saturday. We find this native tribe of people who all speak a language that we've never spoken before in our entire life. Ooh. And so we're like, God, we need you. So we ask the Holy Spirit. The tongue! He gives us interpretation, and we can interpret everything they're saying and preach the whole gospel to this native tribe in the Caribbean Ocean Dang. of Hawaii, which might exist. In this world, it does, because it's perfect. And then after that, then we watch the sunset, and it's the best sunset ever over the ocean. And we have all these new people who found Jesus, and then we just go back on the cruise, and then on the way back from the cruise then i meet a pretty woman 
an, a beautiful woman. Oh, amen. And we fall in love overnight. She's a siren. We get engaged. We have we we do the thing after we what the heck? Why get engaged? You can get married. This is the perfect weekend. Yeah. We do it all. We do it all in that one. Are you gonna day. pop the question? Um. How do you get from being single to married? In a night. Well. You do it the perfect way. Right. You have the native tribe get involved and do their native tribal dance. And then you are like, hey, you want to be my n- nativo? I don't I don't know. Whatever native is for wife? Whatever native is for wife. And then, So are you asking? Are you getting on one knee and asking? Or is it just a casual dance? Um, It's like a dance that ends in the ask. Um, Probably. Okay. I don't know. I haven't thought this through. Are you adopting much. the native tribal people's technique for asking um probably i feel like the dance yeah you dance with the lady you like the most and the more you dance with her the more she says yes and eventually that dance just means yes yeah right exactly then you married yep so then we get married and then the weekend ends and we find out she's pregnant and then then everything stops being perfect because i'm like oh children are a responsibility and that's then it ends (laughs) are you the father no, of course I'm the father. Good. Yeah, that, that part's still perfect. And I still get to have a kid, which is cool. But, you know, life is a little less perfect once you have a kid. <laughs> you just mean it's messy. True, messier, messier. It's still messier perfect. Messier and less restful. I mean, low-key life is never perfect. Like, that will never... This weekend will probably never happen unless I'm in eternity and God's like, you know what? It's perfect weekend day. Everybody... In heaven, get to have a perfect weekend all at once because time doesn't exist here and we can just do whatever we want. Yes. We'll see. We'll see what eternity's like. I want to do that. It could happen. I'm in. But there you go. That's my crazy perfect weekend in a world where I could be on a Hawaiian cruise with all my best friends and find a wife in a day. There you go. All right. Damn, pick a number, 1 to 32. Eight. Number eight says, what's your favorite number and why? <laughs> the answer is eight. Why? <laughs> because it's new beginnings and I'm trying to get married. Yes. Yes, the number eight means new beginnings. And Dan wants to get married and have a new beginning. beginning. Yes. And it's a pretty good number. I do like that number. But seven's better. Seven is better always been better and seven is always the best number dan always liked seven the best and then he met a girl who liked the number eight and he was like no no no, no. he was like okay she, i'm out on seven no, she liked the number four it's all about eight. Oh, she did yeah why did she like four she likes four why because it's a good i don't know it's a good number what's good about four it's a good number there's nothing good about four it's just, it's just her number four is like the amount of presidents on mount rushmore yeah it's perfect no, it's not. Mount Rushmore is just a bunch of politicians. That's why we're both like, ah, we'll ditch these numbers and both go for eight. But seven is still better than eight. I mean, yeah, it's perfect. Exactly. That's the number. It means perfection. And I've done a lot of seven things in my life. Like, we never got to do our prayer and fasting podcast, but I was going to go on this big speech about why I do seven meal fasts and stuff. I mean, we do the rule of sevens. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in seven. I'm in a season of eight. True. I'm coming back to seven after that. Yeah, we do We do rule of sevens on the podcast, as you've noticed in many a podcast. So I just like seven. It's the number of perfection. And there's, like, a lot of other reasons why I like seven in my life that... I mean, I could answer them on this podcast, but we have 32 questions, so we need to move on. So, there you go. Seven and eight are the best numbers. Enjoy. Next question. Pick a number, Dan. 
One to thirty-two. One. Let's get the first question out here. All right. Name a time when something started out badly for you, but then it turned out great. Hmm. You got one? No. <laughs> All right, I'll start. <laughs> so I think for me, a time when things started out badly and then turned great was hmm. back in 2018 at the end of the year, and me and Dan were about to go to the One Thing Conference in Kansas City. Oh, this is definitely a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> and right before the conference, like, we were planning to, like, stay at my friend McKenna's house from Bethany Global University and I was all excited about it um but then Dan was not great at planning and communication and our friend Tony and him had like booked a hotel together a few months earlier and then like it was basically all complicated and like yeah. I, had, I ended up just getting really frustrated at Dan cause like he was like trying to find some way to make everything work out and like tony had already paid for the rooms but dan was gonna come with us and then there was like who was gonna drive up with who and it was just like it was very complicated <laughs> i don't even remember all of the specifics of the situation except that's about most of it except going into it i was just very not happy with it and i was scared that the entire week was gonna get ruined because of those things <laughs> You had, a, you had a very realistic point of view there. Yeah, I was very, very confused. But then it ended up working out, and everything came together. And, like, I just remember, like, the, the moment that really touched me was, like, I was just, I remember I was in my prayer room and, like, crying at one point. I feel like I might have just told you to leave at one point. Maybe yeah. That. I think I did that, right? Yeah, yeah you should go. It's like, okay. You were there, and I was like, Dan, leave. <laughs> like, I was just so annoyed. <laughs> and I was just like, I was so excited for this one thing conference. I thought we were going to have this amazing time. And then, like, everything seemed like it was falling apart. And, like, we were going to have to stay at this hotel with, like, not that I don't like Tony. Tony's a great guy. But, like, I was planning to stay with my friend from Bethany. And mm -hmm. she was going to let us stay there for free without paying. And Dan hadn't communicated that we needed, like that we had a free place to stay, and so like it was just like it was chaos. It was rough. It was not ideal. That was sucky. I thought everything was gonna fall apart, but then I was just sitting alone in my bedroom and just like strumming my ukulele. And this was actually like before I even played ukulele. Actually, I wasn't even strumming my ukulele. I was strumming Dan's ukulele because when I kicked him out of my house, he left his Scooby Doo ukulele oh, yeah. in my prayer room, <laughs> and I was like, huh, like. I kind of, like, am depressed, so I figured out how to play two chords and played them back and forth, and as I was playing the two chords back and forth on Dan's ukulele, um, God just put this song on my heart, and it just goes, and it was just, like, a song from God's perspective, because sometimes, like, he'll give me a song where it's singing from his voice instead of, like, me singing, so, like, it just said, like, I'm not finished yet, the best is yet to come, and there's no need to fret because I'm pouring out my love, and I just kept singing that over and over, and I felt like God was saying that over the trip, and... And shortly after that, like, somehow all the living arrangements got worked out, and the One Thing conference ended up being one of the best things I ever attended in my entire life. And it oh, was all yeah. super awesome in the end. And also, my mom bought me a ukulele, like, three days later, and then I actually learned to play the ukulele after that. So, me learning to play ukulele and the One Thing conference all came out of this fiasco where the living arrangements looked terrible, and it seems like everything was going to go horribly wrong. So, there you go. That is a time when... Everything seemed like it was going well, and then it wasn't. <laughs> and but, then it did. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, no, yeah. It, it seemed like it wasn't going well, and then it did go well. Yeah. Yes. I've got it backwards there. 
He got me. Yeah, that was like the best weekend. Yeah, one thing was crazy. Yeah, it changed my life. Yeah, it man. Was yeah, that that weekend was what, how you ended up going to IHOP too, right? Yeah, because I'd yeah. been to the conference before, but like, <clears throat> I never felt the pull to actually go to the place. Yeah. And then at the at the conference, they're like, yo, we're doing this thing. Come here, scholarship. And I was like, that sounds cool. I like praising the Lord, worshiping. I like being up late. Yeah. So I was like, I'm in. And then I get back, and Zach's got a word for me, and it wasn't even about what I ended up using it for. <laughs> got totally delivered and set free for some stuff, and then I was off and running. I was like, whoa. Yes. Yeah. So did you have a moment where things started out poorly and then got really good? Yeah. You got a really good example. I think that was the only thing that I kind of thought of saying. And then I was like, ah, I don't have the story down. You can't think of anything else? You had the story down really well for that one. Yeah. And we were both involved in it, so. I got nothing. All right. I don't know why. I can't think of anything that starts bad. Yeah. Most things don't start bad in your life, I've noticed. <laughs> things can end poorly, I guess. I feel like most things don't really ever go poorly in your life. No. You have a good record, Dan. There's just that one story you shared where I was like, ah, it seems crappy. Yeah. At the beginning. Then it got good. Yeah. And then it was better. There you go. All right, pick a number between 2 and 32. 32 is... For Dan, this is an exclusive oh, Dan question. Golly gee. <laughs> How did you know your lady was the right one for you? From Anonymous. Wow, thank you, Anonymous. So, how did I know that my lady was the right one for me? Yes. Well, it's interesting because the first time I ever saw her, I was in a young adult group at Weatherstone, and I was talking to not her but her best friend, Michaela. <laughs> and my friend Jake D was talking to her and I was like man Jake D's talking to this pretty lady <laughs> I'm trying to talk to this pretty lady <laughs> yep so then I tried and I got like 30 seconds into a conversation and then it didn't happen anymore and I didn't see her for forever and then somehow she ended up back in my life leading a worship night and then again she ended up back in my life when we started dating so everything was really spaced out and weird and we started dating just because I don't know I don't even know how that worked out <clears throat> The Lord was in it. That's all I can say. <laughs> that's it? That's not That's not my answer. Okay. Just, that's just like how you met. Yeah. Lord. Exactly. I don't know. I just We liked each other, so we started dating. Like, that's not that's not the answer for, like, why she's the one. Yeah. It's just, like, you could just, like, like someone and date someone to find out things about them. Right. But how did you know you were, like, this how to is know more? This, yeah. How to know that she's the one? Yes. When I realized that I can be myself and completely comfortable and not have to try to do anything around her, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, okay, nothing could get better than this. Yeah. Which is weird. Because, yeah, I don't know. I'd never felt that way with a girl before. I felt that way with a couple dudes because mm-hmm. the bros are just really chill and I don't feel like I have to do anything to impress them. But my whole life, I was always like, I'm not a big like friend girl person. Yeah. Which has changed recently. Because mm-hmm. I have lots of cool friends who are girls now. Yeah. But yeah, when I found a friend who was a girl who I didn't have to try around, it could just be Sufi. Yeah, Gilly. Wait, what? Goofy, goofy and silly. Those are the words <laughs> I'm going for. Exactly. And not feel like I have to do anything. 
Yeah. Yeah, when there's free love going both ways and either of you feel pressured to do anything in the relationship and it's centered around God, that combination, go for it. Nice. Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful answer. Good choice. And we brought out the bell for it. That's how you know it's a good answer, folks. Okay, Dan, pick a number between 2 and 31. (gasps) 27. 27. Oh, it's the 27th episode. Oh, look. This is an exclusive Zach question. Oh. And the question is. For you. Why don't you have a girlfriend? (laughs) (laughs) Is this the same person? No, it's actually a different person. Dang. (laughs) I know, crazy, right? But it's also an anonymous person. (laughs) I really like how it's just the flip of questions here. I know, it's crazy. So anyways... So, yeah, so I don't have a girlfriend. For those of you out there listening. Wait, I also don't have a girlfriend. Just gonna. That's true. You have, gonna qualify you have more than a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So I don't have a girlfriend. There's a lot of reasons I don't have a girlfriend. For one, I just ultimately, like, I'm not in a place to financially support a girlfriend right now. Just to be completely straight up about it, like. I don't really want to have a girlfriend until I can actually love her well and, like, pay for things and, like, actually support her. And right now, I don't have any of that. So that's, like, a more practical reason why I don't have a girlfriend. But also, just emotionally speaking, like, I just haven't found a girl that I have... That has mutual feelings for me and that we, like, connect in... A romantic way I guess you could say because yeah. like growing up like I was kind of the opposite of Dan where most of my friends growing up were girlfriends and um and I've always been the girly guy who's been more just like you know I relate more to girls I'm more emotional than most guys are um I'm not like a big strong workout kind of dude either like I'm just kind of a guy who's just like yeah I'm the weakest man in the room probably the weakest human in the room <laughs> like and I just kind of embrace who I am. I don't really care that much about impressing a girl or anything. Um, One day I hope to have a wife, and I probably will someday when the timing is right. But right now it's just like I'm focused more on my mission stuff, like going to Kansas City and doing my service program for the next six weeks, and then going to Hawaii for YWAM, Youth with a Mission, Discipleship Training School. Also, like what I've always considered the most important aspect of a relationship is having an alignment of futures that are going the same direction because I've seen a lot of my friends get into relationships with people where their futures aren't going the same direction and they either get married and then they get divorced later because they're like, oh, our futures didn't make any sense together or they just, you know, don't even get to that point of getting married because they realize that. And so, like, I think for me, finding a woman who's got the same basic like alignment of future with me where like we both kind of want to do the same thing ministry wise um and we both bring god's kingdom in a good way is kind of the ideal um but i haven't found it yet and i'm not really looking for it super much right now but if you want to apply just send me a message on facebook and i'll think about it so there There you you go. go there you go if you can sustain financially the relationship. Also, if you are a rich girl yeah. who can do everything while I'm not financially stable at all, and you just really want a nice guy who can play the ukulele and can tell a good story, then I'm available. I feel like that's a good offer. Yeah. And you can come on the podcast. Ellie was on the podcast. 
It's true. Twice before she was engaged. Yeah. That's like the test. Like, you gotta come on the podcast, give us a good episode, and then we're like, okay, now we can put a ring on it. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Send a DM to Zach Robel. <laughs> All right. There we go. That was question number 27. I think that was effective. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I get any DMs. I think you might. <laughs> All right. Pick a number. 2 to 31. Uh, 21. 21. 21. Is a hot dog a sandwich? So, you take the meat. Yes. And it's it's basically one piece of bread folded. Yes. It's more of a taco. A taco? I know tacos aren't made with bread, but the idea... If you look at a hot dog, you look at a taco, there's meat inside, like, a, a thing you hold. Mm-hmm. Similar concept. Hmm. If you look at a hot dog and you look at a sandwich, they look different. Hmm, interesting. That's my hot take. Yeah, I mean, I just think a hot dog is not a sandwich, because a hot dog is just the meat part. The bread is separate. You're not wrong. That's how I feel. A hot dog is not a, a sandwich. A hot dog is just a wiener. That's all it is. But if you put it in the bread thing, it looks like a taco to me. I think that it's probably a sandwich. But but the hot dog in itself <laughs> is nothing more than a wiener. You're right. A hot dog is just a hot dog, no matter how sandwichy you want it to be. Exactly. So, nope. Sorry. All right. Pick a number. Two to 31. Two. It says, what invention do you think has most greatly improved the world? Pre-sliced bread. Of everything in the entire world that's ever been invented, you're picking bread. No, 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 no. Pre-sliced bread. Why? Because what is special my about dad it? makes bread. Yes? And he has to slice his bread, and all of the slices come out differently, and they toast differently. But they're still edible. Kind of. <laughs> of every invention, this is the best one. Everyone says everyone says best thing since pre-sliced bread. That's well, yeah. like a saying. Well, yeah, because like everything's been better since pre-sliced bread. Like maybe yeah, it was the best. Maybe make it, everything better. Maybe it was the best thing in like you know two A.D. or something. But like, or I don't know if it was invented that early. But like, <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? Fine. My cell phone. Your cell phone? It's the best thing ever. See, I disagree strongly. I, I strongly think my phone is great. I think, I'd be sad without it. I think phones have it's ruined so society. Useful. It takes me where I want to go. It is I my guess it's maps. a GPS. It's a GPS. I just feel like the world would have been better. Like, I feel like Jesus was living in, like, prime time. Like, when it was, like, no technology. Just living, walking around in your sandals. You just like sandals. I mean, sandals are cool, but also just, like, the concept of, like not have like we miss technology now just because we've had it but if we never had it we wouldn't miss it we would just enjoy life as it is and i feel like i feel like life would have been better uh the one thing i will say maybe uh was a good invention was indoor plumbing like that's probably a good one like i mean it's probably better than sliced bread because it's nice to flush it's nice. you know what you're talking about flushing toilets or hot water for you know what you know what forget about it i'm talking about the toilet seat somewhere to sit down while you poo because otherwise you just have to squat 
And that is just uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not comfortable at all. But also, in technology, I do enjoy Spotify. That is another thing I enjoy that was invented. Spotify is a good choice. Because it gives me a place where I can publish my 100 worship songs and my 27 podcasts. And I can listen to them in my car for hours. (laughs) (laughs) True. So there you go. And you guys can listen to it too. You're probably doing it right now. Definitely. If they're listening right now, then they're totally listening. Yeah. Unless you're on like, you know, like Google Podcasts or something weird like that. Uh, Different. It's not Spotify. Spotify's good. It's got a good name. It's just the best app to listen to your music and podcasts. Yeah, I think it's got the best... Like, if you pick a song you like and you hit make radio from this Okay, wait. Also, the new best invention is where now Spotify has has voice activation, where you can literally just say, hey, Spotify, and tell it what song to play. Like, you don't even have to type it in anymore, which it used to be you had to type it in, but now you can just be like, hey, play this, and then they do it. Yeah, it's great. You put it in your car, and you go on Spotify, and then when you're on a road trip, everyone goes, hey, Spotify, Spotify, play... Barbie girl, and then you go from there. Barbie girl. <laughs> it's really funny when it's me and Izzy and Dan because Izzy will say a crappy song, and then like it'll play for like ten seconds, and then I'll say Hey Spotify and play a different song, and then Izzy will say Hey Spotify in like ten seconds, and we're like trying to fight over what song to play because I don't like Izzy's music most of the time, so <laughs> so it's really fun. And now we can just do it by yelling at the phone instead of having just like steal Dan's phone. Or, it's like, really hook up useful. to the Bluetooth, because hooking someone else's phone to the Bluetooth is just a hassle, you know? Yep. So, there you go. There it is. Hey, Spotify. Hey, Spotify. Is That's the best, the best invention, invention ever. Since sliced bread. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Full circle. That one's worthy of a ding. ding. That's a dinger. All right. Let's go to next question, between 3 and 31. Oh, we gotta go number four. Number four for Ellie. What did you think was going to be amazing but turned out awful? Oh, It's no. basically the reverse of that other question. Dang. I feel like I have one of these. Oh, really? Dang. I, 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 I haven't thought about this one yet. Something that I thought would be great and then wasn't great. What did I think would be amazing but wasn't good? Hmm. This one's a little tricky. Oh my. What could it be? Uh, I feel like there was this... I don't know what movie, but I feel like there was a midnight premiere that I was super psyched for, and then I went and I saw oh, a the movie? movie, and I walked out, and I was like, that was trash. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Yeah. Movie's probably a good direction to go with this one, because I think... I think Frozen 2 is the clear answer here. I was hyped for Frozen 2. I was like, I believe in it. I think it's going to be good. And it was so bad. <laughs> like, it was so bad. In th- I mean, it wasn't that bad, but it was it was kind of bad. Like, I just, they were trying to do too much. It didn't work. Yeah. When I watched Frozen 2, I was, like, so hyped. And then did not live up to my expectations. I think I I'm just going to go with the basic live action Mulan. Oh, also, yeah, we watched the live-action Mulan. I thought it would be good. It was bad. I know. They didn't even have the song. Pe- yeah, people could have said it was bad, but I believe everything's going to be the best movie ever until I watch it. Yeah. And it wasn't, 
Yeah, that was weird. Like Dan I thought usually, it was going to be good. Did not like it. You usually leave every movie thinking it's the best movie ever. And that's not how I felt about live action movies. Which is nuts. That's like It was weird. There was no really Mushu, bad. no Mushu voice, no songs to sing along to. They had a weird thing in place of Mushu. A movie's trash. Yeah. Never watch Frozen 2 or Mulan live action. That is our hot takes. Yep. Because they're not as good as you expect. Okay. Between 3 and 31. 31. Is. <laughs> interesting. An exclusive question for Dan. Oh, there are two in a row. <laughs> it says, What is your favorite video game on Xbox? From Anonymous. Oh, yep, this is Anonymous for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I feel like it, this then? has been asked in the last one. And I, I think said, it was too. I said Halo, and it's still Halo. Well, last time it was like he excluded like 10 games, and then was like, what's the best Xbox game? Except for all of the best Xbox games. Oh, you're right. <laughs> but There's this time, no exclusives. This, yeah, ti- this time it was open ended. Yeah. So now I'm just gonna say Halo Reach. Halo yeah. Reach is the best game to ever be on Xbox ever. Period. Move on. There you go. I don't play Xbox, so I have no opinion. But there you go. Ding, ding for that one. Between three and thirty. Let's go. Uh, fifteen. It says, "What do you value the most in a friendship?" That's good. Yeah, a fiery friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm. I value someone who thinks more than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yup. It's good. It's good. Also, the classic things, like someone who's trustworthy and humble and honest and real. Yeah. Also, someone who's hilarious. Who makes you laugh. If you don't make me laugh, you might not be my best friend. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I think for me, for friendship, like, I think it's important to have people who compliment you well. That doesn't necessarily mean, like, having everything in common. Um, but having enough things in common that, like you said, you can laugh together. One of those things in common has to be Jesus and worshiping together. Yep. Because... Low-key, like, every person in my life who didn't love Jesus is not really as close to me. That's not to say I don't have friends who aren't Christian, but you can only get so far on the friend scale without being a Christian. (laughs) So it's definitely a big, big important factor there. Um, Yeah, so having, having faith in common, having interests in common that make you laugh together, and then also having things that are different about one another where you can help one another out like the body of christ because in the body of christ you know everybody can't be the same the body has many members and if everyone was trying to be an ear like like you couldn't eat anything you know what i'm saying so like so like basically in your friendships you got to have people who are willing to listen and people who are willing to talk people who are willing to say like yo you're being stupid people who are willing to say like yo you're awesome when you're like not believing in yourself and stuff yeah but also when you believe in yourself too much and get prideful they can slap you and be like you're stupid oh that's what you call a true friend (laughs) right dan yeah which part do you like better the part where you get slapped i know it's not the best part (laughs) (laughs) you have a friend who can slap you in love 
It's literally like there's that one Bible verse that says, uh, "Turn the other cheek." Open rebuke is better than hidden love. Yes. So if you have a friend who open rebukes you, take that friend all the way to the end, man. Take Amen. Him. Take yeah. him to the end game. You ever want life. that friend to tell you that you're awesome when you're not feeling awesome? I got you. Dan loves to encourage people, and honestly, like I have. You know, on all my spiritual gifts tests I've taken over the years, I always get encouragement as one of my spiritual gifts. And like, it's true. I did do it a lot more seven years ago. I feel like I've become all crusty and less encouraging. I've, I've become a, a more of a skeptic and critic over the years. You are a very good critic. But I still encourage from time to time. I have my good days. If I'm like really close, to, I feel like I feel like the way I like to do it is like when you're opening up a new friendship, you start it out with encouragement. But like once you get to know somebody a little deeper, like it's like okay, like I know you well. You know I believe in you. So you can also know that like I want you to be better than you are right now and correct them on things when they're being stupid. That's so. important. That's the part yeah. I need to do. But it's getting to a place where you have that influence in people's lives and where you can actually have those conversations because you can't you can't form a friendship by like outright being like you're stupid the first day like you know you gotta wait a year and then you can do the stupid slap you know what i'm saying so yeah you gotta wait for the moments to correct people but that is an important part of really friendships that go distance so there you go i can go the distance like hercules except i hate that movie too also very disappointed Aww. in the movie hercules not as good as i thought it was gonna be but there you go that's 15 pick a number from 3 to 30 sweet 16 baby. is which came first the chicken or the egg i hope it's the egg because eggs make a really good omelet yeah so today me and dan had some amazing eggs but low-key i think it's the chicken because the bible never says and God created, created eggs, eggs and said it was good. He said he created a chicken and said it was good. And then the chicken is the one who made the egg. Yeah. So there's a lot of questions. Is the egg actually good? Because the chicken made it. But I guess God made the chicken, but he so. made the chicken first. So that is my opinion. Unless I mean, unless there's, like, some hidden Greek text somewhere in, like, the Himalayan mountains or something <laughs> that says, and God like made the egg and said it was good. You know, but, but I think he made the chicken first. I've always believed it was the chicken. I didn't think it made sense for the egg to be first. Like, yo, God made animals. Unless he just made, like, all the animals come baby like, form. Maybe he just, like, poofed all the eggs and then all the eggs hatched at once. But, like, why make eggs when you just want to make the thing inside the egg? Like, why not just start with the thing? Yeah, I know. But a lot of animals are, like, super cute in their small form. Yeah, well, they, he, may, he might have made them as babies, but, like, babies that were already outside the womb. I mean, there was no womb. It was just egg so i don't know i feel like i feel like eggs were after animals that is my stance on it yeah i definitely think chicken was first for sure there you go the chicken probably came before the egg that was from my mom actually my mom sent me some interesting questions that were you know there's some deep ones and there's like something like that chicken or the egg that was pretty deep i guess it's a little deep in like a different way all right pick a number from one or three to thirty we should do three number three says what are you interested in that most people aren't interested in? Hmm. I'll go first. It's a miraculous ladybug? No. 99% of my interests are things people aren't interested in. So I have a whole list. But I do love Miraculous Ladybug. And low-key, like, I'm excited for when we get to do the Top 10 Kids Show podcast next season, which hopefully we do. I want to do it. If the wheel won't be stupid... 
But and bless us with heat. And give us some good topics for next season instead of underwater prophecy. <laughs> Will Ubert. <laughs> but, but anyways, yeah, so Miraculous Ladybug is this awesome TV show about a little French girl who has a or a little French girl who's going into a little fashion school and she has a crush on a little model boy who's all pretty and stuff and she's like oh you're so pretty but she's also like I'm awkward I don't know how to talk to the pretty model boy so she's awkward but then she also has superpowers and becomes this hero called Miraculous Ladybug and she can save the whole town um and then there's also this the model boy secretly is the cat hero the black cat yes cat, cat noir cat noir and he has a crush on ladybug but he doesn't know ladybug is the french girl and the french girl doesn't know the model boy is her cat guy so basically they have crushes on each other but they don't know who each other is so it's like this really cool like romantic part but there's also the hero part which is fun and there's also the part of just like yeah, they're having a good time. I'll talk about it more in the Kid Show podcast, but I've just been really obsessed with that show for the last few months, and so it's really good and really it's fun. Good. And then I also really like My Little Pony. I've talked about this many, many times in my life, but... But lots of people like My Little Pony. My, not really. I feel like... I mean, I feel like Miraculous is probably bigger than MLP at this point. Like, MLP kind of, like, went out of style, like, two years back. Right, right. So, like, mm. right now, Miraculous is kind of, like, the hot kid show. I'm talking about things that, like, people my age group and demographic don't like. And, like, my age group and demographic is not super sold on Miraculous or on My Little Pony. And even Nintendo games. I'm a really big Nintendo gamer. I feel like most people are more like, I love PlayStation and Xbox and blah, blah, blue. And then I also have always been obsessed with Survivor. But reality shows have kind of gone out of style over the last 20 years. So people don't really like it as much. I could talk about Survivor forever. So, yeah, all my TV shows that, like, I really adore and have had so much fun with are things that I'm interested in that most people are not interested in, but I don't really care. Loki, like, if I was good at, like, animating or if I could get, like, in connection with some higher-up guy at Nickelodeon to, like, write a story, I would love to make a cartoon. Like, that would be, like, a Loki, like, super hype dream. That would be really good. I'd watch your cartoon. Cartoons are literally, like, my favorite thing in life. Especially mm. the good ones, but yeah. But anyways, what what do you like that nobody else likes, Dan? I've been trying to think of things that like if I'm at a party and I walk up to someone and I start talking about something, they would just be like, hmm, yeah, and then not care at all. Yeah. What what things would you have? I feel like I'm more interested in cars in general than a lot of people are. Yeah. Cars isn't a huge thing for too many people. Some people love cars. A lot of people are like, yeah. I don't really care about cars. Right. Cars, I feel like, is a hit or miss topic because I hate cars. What? Yeah, I do hate them. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking for a second, but mm-hmm. but there's like, yeah, I feel like it's a very big guy thing, though. Like, I don't think it's that uncommon to find guys who want to talk about cars with you. Like, like is that a, is that a wrong statement? No, it's kind of easy. No, if you were if you were to walk up to a girl and talk about cars, then most girls, you, then they're you're probably gonna lose most them. girls. Yeah, but yeah, or you lose me because I think like a girl, as you can see by my favorite TV shows. <laughs> I love disc golf. I don't like talking about disc golf, so yeah. it's weird. I like playing, but then people come up to me and like, oh, you play disc golf, and they start talking about numbers and discs and stuff and. I'm in it for a little bit, and then all of a sudden I'm like, hmm, 
I don't feel like talking about this anymore. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. That's kind of like the opposite. It's weird. There's some things that I like to do, but I don't want to talk about. Right. Like, hmm. Yeah. I like talking about different, like, updated tech and phones and whatever. And I don't hmm. know. People are interested in it, but not as interested in. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I think it. that's a good one. Well, it's not, it's not a good one that I'm interested in. I think it's a good thing that nobody else is interested in. I think so. Because I think tech stuff is, like, unless you're a Will Ubert, like, you don't care about, like, the new model of blah, 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 blah. Or maybe you. Like, you said you like tech yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, too. it's random. Like, it's my more U- niche. <laughs> my YouTube history, like, my subscribe channels are just all, like, big tech YouTubers. Yeah. I don't know why. Really? See, I would never watch I know, that it's stuff weird. Ever. I really like watching people review new tech. I'm like, that's cool. Someday I might want that. I don't know. Yeah. I guess some people like it. It's not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing that not too many people want to talk about, because people yeah. are just really satisfied with the stuff they have. I just really like seeing what's new and upcoming. Yeah. See, I just like to watch podcasts online and my TV, favorite TV shows. My entire YouTube recommendations is, like, top 10 moments from this show or top moments from this or secrets about this show or blah 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 which sounds more interesting i feel like i'd be into that yeah i mean it's fun i enjoy it it's good but a lot of people for some reason just they don't have time to have fun anymore they're just like i just want to i just want to start a business and i'm like i mean i'd like to start a business too but i'd rather rather just watch my fun children shows yeah <laughs> Also, Euro board games, just like more strategic board games board than games? not. That's, people that's are, true. People are in on bigger, like more in-depth board games yeah. now, but there's less people that are down to play like actual strat games with you. Right. I feel like most games that you play, like again, it's very niche. You have to find the right group for it, kind of. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, okay. Well, we still have more questions, so let's go between five and thirty. Did we hit six? Nope. What three words best describe you? What is that noise? Dance phone is ringing. That's me? I think. That was you. Nope. Oh, it was probably Corbin. Oh, look, Ellie has a question. Wait, impromptu question. Do Do you you have have pizza? pizza? We don't have pizza. I'm sorry, Ellie. Anyways, what three words describe you, Daniel? (laughs) (laughs) What three words describe me? Let's see. One word. Hilarious. I'm going to claim it. Yes. I think I'm funny. That's, That's a really bold thing to call yourself funny. I know. It's a super bold thing to claim. But is, is that why your second word is bold? It might be. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you see enough people react in certain ways to you in different circumstances, you can claim it. Yeah. I've seen people laugh at things I say highly often, and I put lots of lots of effort that no one sees and no one thinks I put into into being funny. Yeah. Okay. I feel like, yeah, as a witness, I could see, like, yeah, people think dance funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go hilarious. Yeah, claiming that one. Claim it, claim it. Wear it as a badge of honor. Yep, a fiery badge. Okay, y- you go. We'll go one, one, one. All one, right, one, one. I'm gonna go creative as the first word. I feel like creativity kind of just defines my life. All my main interests, whether it be storytelling or writing or singing, um, or songwriting. Basically, like any combination of singing and writing together. 
is this is creativity all combined in a word and storytelling too so there you go that is my first word is creative i embrace it how about you brother so word number two i'm gonna go musical musical yeah yeah i almost said that but i felt like creative just it just included musical, so it was It's fine. true. I don't know. I could go creative. It's weird. I'm really drawn to creative people. Right. I'd say I'm pretty creative, mm-hmm. but out of any creative thing, music is definitely the most creative part that I'm a part of. True. That. Yeah, I feel like you do trend more towards music I'm more towards music than, than anything literally else. anything else. Yeah. And I'm also, not trying to write stories. I'm not trying to do all these other things. You hate art. I don't like art. You're like... Yeah, I don't want to draw. Someone's like, "Let's go paint." And I don't want to. I don't want to paint. I don't want to do. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I know that's interesting. It doesn't sound fun. I know it's crazy. I just want to play music. Yeah, and you do it well, my man. I like music so much that I made a career out of it. Dan plays piano more better than anyone else, and he's also a DJ. He has that other side of music. Yeah, I like both sides does. of music. I like playing music that people wrote. I think it's great. I love generic music. I love pop hits, whatever is popular. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. People that love music are usually like, yeah, pop is like so mm-hmm. systematic and so oh, blah. I'm like, I love the systematic stuff. It's good. It's catchy. It works. Yeah. I think it's catchy and just great. I don't know. That's a good so word. I like every aspect of music. I like people that have played it. I like to play it for other people. I like that I can make money off it. I like that I can enjoy it and just sit in and listen to it. It's great. I like music a lot. Prime. Big yeah, fan. I, I agree. Music fits you well, Dan. Very good. Um, third, second one for me. Let's see. Uh, uh, <laughs> I could just say childish. Does that get? It? That's probably in creative. And I feel like it's not like an identifying word. I feel like I have a childlike spirit. You do have a childlike spirit. But I also have like a more critical mindset. So I don't know. I don't know how you incorporate all those. Into- I feel like three words is not enough. See, I'm the kind of person who wants to like tell a whole story about who I am. And Dan's like, I just want to give you three words. <laughs> I'm all in on the three words. Yeah. So uh, maybe long-winded is the second word. Yeah. <laughs> I can. Test You've ever that. read one of my emails? They're, They're super thick. long. If you want to know how you say so many words, I just have so much to say, man. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Which is weird because I'm a youth pastor, and you think pastors are supposed to be long-winded and want to talk. Oh, you know what? You know, I'm gonna change my word. I'm gonna change my word to unfiltered instead of long-winded. Ooh. Because I don't like, I don't like, or maybe authentic is the better way to say it in a positive way. Because I feel yeah. like, You're I feel creative like creative and authentic. I yeah, that's that's the one. Authentic, because like authenticity means everything to me. Like I, I talked about it in the last podcast where I talked about our fearless followers Bible study and how authenticity is such an important part of prayer. Like basically like yeah authenticity is just something i treasure so much more than anything else like my favorite bible verse is second corinthians 12 where it says or 12 9 and 10 where it says my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness and i'm just like all about you know putting your weakness on display being authentic being real i don't want to hear anybody's fakeness i don't want somebody to be like i love god i always have the best life ever it's so good yay i'm like come on let's be real tell me how your life sucks i want to know the truth because get down to business <laughs> it's like no nobody's gonna overcome their weakness if they just pretend they're happy 
Unless you're actually always happy like Dan, which I still don't get it sometimes. But he's just so strange. But, but, but I don't, yeah, but that's why we're friends. I learned from him. It's very interesting. That's why I just, I just assume everyone's like me, so no one has any of these, like, other things to talk about. So yeah. that's why I don't feel like diving into it. I'm like, it's I weird probably, because Dan. I don't have anything like that. Yeah. Dan is, like, such an exception to the rules of life. Like, that's the thing I found about knowing him is it's, like, most of my other friends, they have these deep, like, things and, like. You know, I think at first, like, when I met Dan, it was like, why don't you have anything wrong? And, like, it was frustrating. But then I was just like, oh, that's just Dan. Like, yeah. Like, with some of my other friends, like, I still get frustrated. I'm like, come on, you have something wrong, hiding. But with Dan, he doesn't. He actually doesn't <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, they probably do. Sometimes he does. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes he just can't define it as well either because, like, he's not as analytical as I am. But, but also, he's just very happy a lot of the time, most of the time. Yeah, almost all the time. Joy, joy. That's probably. I have joy in everything. Is that your third word? Definitely. Joyful. It's a hundred percent. If I didn't say joy, I'd be dumb. Yeah, exactly. Joyful. What were your other two words? Musical. Joyful, musical, and uh, hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, that, that's Dan. That's Dan. Yeah, that's definitely. I think Dan. that sums me up to a T. Yeah, and then I guess for me, I would go creative, authentic, and purpose driven. Oh, yeah. We talked about this the other day. Yeah, you are so purpose-driven. Yeah. When I have a purpose, I feel so alive. But when I don't have a purpose, I feel so dead. (laughs) So purpose-driven feels like the word for me. So let's go with that. All right. There we go. That's that question. Number six. Pick a number between five and 30. (laughs) Let's go 30. Which says... Is it another Dan-only question? No, it's just a question that says, why not? That's the whole question. Oh, I heard someone wrote that on a thesis paper. Yes. It's supposed to be like a seven-page paper, and it was like a philosophy class, and the question was, why? Yeah. Some dude wrote, why not, and turned it in, got an A. Really? Yeah. That's so powerful. I would have done the same thing and would have gotten an F. (laughs) Probably, yeah. Most teachers aren't that cool. But anyways, yeah, why not? Uh, I don't know what the answer to why not is. So the question's why not? The question is why not? I live my life with a why not perspective. Yeah. A True. A lot of people live with a why perspective. True. Why not is just kind of like the way to come against fear. Like, you know? Like, yeah. Like, you're like, you know, you give all these reasons why you shouldn't do this thing. And then somebody's like, why, why not? not? And it's and like, like, oh, yeah, I don't have any fear now. <laughs> Wait, or they actually give the reasons why they shouldn't do it, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. But <laughs> I usually don't have reasons not to do Why something. not without context is a hard question to answer. <laughs> I like it. We th- seem to have talked about it pretty well. I think we've moved on. Let's go. Good job. Next, between 5 and 29. 5. Says, what topic could you spend hours talking about? I feel like we kind of covered that in that other question about what thing do you like that nobody else likes. Yeah. But... Yeah, basically just all the same Those things. Those same things. So we'll just move on from that. Between 9 and 29. Oh, they're 13. Uh, 13 says, what do you do to try to improve your mood when you're in a bad mood? Um. Also, Dan is really in a bad mood, so this is a hard question. <laughs> but, or are you? I don't know. Maybe you do have a bad mood that I don't know about. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't tell myself if I had one. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I feel my, my most joyful and best 
when I'm worshiping the Lord. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, Like, So, if I ever felt less joyful and at my best, I should probably worship the Lord. Yeah, I think there's, like, maybe three things I do. I haven't actually thought of them in my head yet, but I think there's three. Uh, the first one is that I would just worship. Like, worshiping or just going to God is basically... Yeah, that's a thing I would do to feel better. What a bit of bad mood. Another thing I would do is I would cry. I know that sounds weird, but I no, feel like, like crying. I feel like crying is a gateway to feeling better. Like until you cry, sometimes like you can't get past it. Like you know, like you keep those emotions bottled up. You're gonna still be in a bad mood, but when you cry about it, then you come out the other side and you're like, huh, I feel a little better. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think crying, and then the third one I would say is um, just talking to someone about it. Like having community being able to like just open up to it it could be god you could just be having like conversation with him in your prayer journal about your bad mood or just like having a friend that is willing to listen those are pretty much the three things i would do is i would want to sing a song cry while i'm singing the song and then tell someone else how i cried and sang a song and then that would fix my bad mood yes (laughs) there you go yeah i'm gonna worship the lord and then I'm going to eat some food. <laughs> See, I don't actually think food helps that much. Food just makes it worse. <laughs> nah, I love eating food. <laughs> I feel like food is a way to celebrate after you're already in a better mood. Yeah. I feel like it really... I'm on my way to being in a better mood. I'm eating food. Yeah, I feel like the food is like the aftermath. Like, you're in... Like, after you get back in the good mood, you're like, let's celebrate. Let's eat. Let's have a feast. Okay, I'll eat on the way to that, and then I'll celebrate when I get there. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I don't really eat that much. But yeah, that's I true. Li- I like eating food. Yeah, true. Ever since you fasted, you have not eaten as much. Yeah, I eat less. I wonder if we'll ever do that fasting thing where we fast for seven days for the podcast. Might. It could happen in season three. Who knows? Yeah. But anyways, here we go. Pick a number between nine and twenty-nine. Twenty-eight says, "What is the secret of life?" Duh. Jesus. Jesus, and oh. worshiping him. All right, let's move on. <laughs> that was a stupid question. <laughs> from Anonymous. Thanks, Anonymous. (laughs) All right. I want to know who the second Anonymous is. Between 9 to 29. 29. Why? Oh, gosh. That is Why not? Exactly. (laughs) Again, I told you half these questions are stupid. That's why I got my mom involved. (laughs) Anyways, a question between 9 and 26. Okay, let's go back to a good one. 9. It says, what do you think of tattoos? I like tattoos. I don't. (laughs) <laughs> should we move on? <laughs> or should we should we ask should we answer why now? <laughs> we'll, we'll delve into it for a second. Okay. I don't know. I've always thought tattoos are cool. I like that people choose like when you get a tattoo. If you, do, I feel like if you're doing it right, you think about it. A lot of people don't think about it. I know that's the thing. <laughs> that's why I don't like them. <laughs> that's the thing. But I like when people put some thought into it and then get a tattoo that means something, or. Like with my fiance, yeah, she's got, I do like her tattoos. She's got they're, two tats. Nice. One of them was purposeful, and one of them was just like, "Yeah, Starbucks, let's get a star tattoo." Wait, that was for Starbucks? Mm-hmm. Oh, but wow. God redeemed it. Yeah, I mean now she's a star. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Because yeah, she got that tattoo, and then she is spending time with the Lord down in Kona, Hawaii, or YWAM. Where I'm going. And he's like, "You're my star." And she's like, "Whoa, I am! I have the tattoo on my arm." That's so now it's a reminder of the Lord. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really cool redemption story. I love everything about nice. how God has redeemed people's lives. It's really cool. I like that a lot. But yeah, I don't know. I've always thought tattoos look kind of cool. I feel like too many tattoos, less cool. Not But cool. like an aesthetic amount of tattoos, yeah. yeah. When I get a tattoo, 
I don't know. Yeah. Up like, until now, it's been like I can't do MRIs for money if I have a tattoo. So that's true. <laughs> I've never had this burning desire in my heart to get one. Yeah. So I probably won't, but I might someday. I don't know. Yeah. It just feels like a lot of money to just put your body in pain for hours just to get some mark on it for the rest of your life. Like, I would rather not pay money to do that because what I like to do on my arms is I like to just draw with Sharpies and then it erases the next day. And then if you really cared about whatever you wrote on there enough, you can just write it again with the Sharpie the next day. And then every time you write it, you get reminded of it again. You're like, I'm going to write this again. Like I used to always write the word Selah on my arm. Yep. You had Selah Which means pause and wait. And it was really powerful. And like, I thought like if I ever got a tattoo in my life, it would probably be Selah. But at the same time, like it would take away the, opportunity to write Selah on my arm if it was already on my arm. So now I can just always, like, whenever I'm thinking of it again, I can just be like, let's just write it on my arm again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, the beauty of being able to write on your arm with Sharpie is it erases, and then you get a blank canvas to write something new. But if you tattoo it, your canvas gets full, especially if you get too many tattoos, like Dan said. Then you just don't even have a canvas anymore. You just have a black body full of ugly ink, and it's like, what are you doing like you messed up, <laughs> but but don't worry if you if you do have an inky body and you're listening to this podcast, we like it's you. not too late for you. The Lord is still there. I just wouldn't. I I mean I'm sorry. I'm sorry you made those mistakes, but <laughs> but but someone will still love you because yeah. Dan said people like tattoos. Somebody out there does. I like tats. I don't know. I like when I meet someone new and they got a tattoo. I'm like, what does yeah. that mean? And I, and I, and ta- yeah, exactly. I do like tattoos with meaning. That's the other thing. Like, if it's a meaningless tattoo, nothing. Like, no thanks. But, like, if I if I met a girl who had, like, seven tattoos, but they all had meaning, I would still consider it. If they had more than seven tattoos, even if they had meaning, it would be like, I don't know, man. That's, that's a lot of tattoos. tattoos. Your canvas is pretty full. <laughs> I can't draw on you. But... <laughs> Zach's trying to draw on you. Good luck. <laughs> there you go. That's that's our takes on tattoos. Yep. Pick a number between 10 and 26. 22. says, in one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? Cat videos and memes about death. Yeah. I was going to say helpful, but dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it can be helpful in some ways, dangerous in many others. I think there should be more cat videos and less memes about death. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like everything you said in your sentence is terrible. <laughs> like, like, I feel like the good aspects of the internet are like you can communicate with people, you can watch YouTube videos about Miraculous and My Little Pony and Survivor. And you can also watch videos about Jesus, and you can also have the Bible app for people who don't have the Bible in person. The dangerous aspects is Pornhub. Don't go to Pornhub. Yeah, please don't go to Pornhub. Don't do it. It's sad. <laughs> Stay off of Pornhub, kids. Okay. Thank there, you, Joe Freedom. There you go. Between 10 and 30, or 26. I think we have like 10 questions left. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. So 10. 10 says, if you opened your own business, what kind would it be? You did open your own business. I did. I DJ weddings. There you go. That's easy. What would I open a business for? Um, probably... You would write people's stories. I mean, I, I guess it kind of would be like what I said earlier. Like, if I could open a business where I could either A, songwrite, B, sing, or C, 
write a story for like a cartoon or something that like someone else would animate because I suck at art, but I could do the story of it and then they could write the act or they could actually do the filming part or like make it come to life either or it could be like a live action too where it's like we find yeah. actors to act it out but but yeah I feel like I'd have a lot of fun if I could write like you know episodes for TV shows but I don't really know what kind of school you're supposed to go to I feel like that's kind of a job you just get if you have connections and I just don't but maybe I can get connections so if I could have a sh- somehow a writing business that would write songs and television show plots that would be great yeah there you go then we have 10 questions left 11 to 26 26 says what was a spiritual low point for you when or when was a low point in your life when you felt distant from god for three years when i was addicted to porn and masturbation don't go to porn huh? it was sad it's bad. And then I got freedom, and now it's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome, man. You are awesome and free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I've had a lot of points where I've been low and distant from God. I feel like uh, it's I, my life has been very roller coastery, like in the sense that like I have very high highs and very low lows. At least, like, historically. I feel like the last year has been, like, the most stagnant year of my life ever where I've just been, like, really numb and in the middle and just, like, whatever. Life is life. Like, instead of, like, life is awesome or life sucks. Just, like, yeah, life. life. That's it. (laughs) But That's what it be. Yeah. So, I mean, like, right now I don't feel, like, super, like, at my lowest point in my relationship with God, but I also don't feel, like, super close to him, to be completely honest. And, like, I'm excited to go to Kansas City and stuff coming up, but, like, I don't feel closest i've ever felt to god i think feeling like the dis- most distant i've ever felt might have been last summer like around this time last year when i first got back from ghana and i was just like there is literally no point in my life right now and <laughs> like i was just like feeling so worthless at the time dan had a different girlfriend and will had his marriage just happened so like my two best friends were both like not around for me and i didn't have a car yeah, and so i was well. just i was just at a house alone playing video games, eating junk food in a spare bedroom and being depressed. I downloaded a bunch of dating apps because I had no meaning uh, in my life. Stop downloading I was just trying to apps. find something to give me meaning and purpose and I didn't find anything. And I was just like, God, like, why did you let my life come to this point? And I ended up doing this brokenness devotional that summer that really helped me like work through a lot of those things and but yeah. some of them still linger. Like, the thing about scars is, like, they never really fully go away. Like, they're still kind of there. Maybe maybe they can. But I just, like, I haven't experienced a full healing in any of the things that have really kind of hurt my relationship with God. And I think that's kind of why going into Kansas City and Hawaii, there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a, yeah, like I said, numbness um, right now. Which isn't, like, necessarily bad. It's not good, that's for sure. But but it's, like, I feel like there's room for God to do a lot of healing in my trips to Kansas City and to Hawaii and being able to serve. Because I think that's another thing, too, is, like I said, I one of my things that I would use to describe me is being purpose-driven. And um, a big part of being purpose-driven is, like, you know, doing things outwardly. And I feel like being home for the past year... I've been able to do a few things outwardly, like Bible study and things along those lines, but being able to be in a program where I'm able to serve and just feel like I'm 
doing something that has more meaning and impact, like, mm-hmm. I think is going to help me to feel more established in my relationship with God. But I also had, like, this really good talk with my friend Manning this week Manning. on Wednesday, and we were talking about how I have that purpose-drivenness about me, and I really struggle a lot when I don't have, like, some big thing that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and I felt like God was kind of just speaking to me that, like, instead of this service program being so focused on just me serving people like that he also wants this to just be a time where he serves me like he kind of just said to me like let me serve you is kind of what i felt like the holy spirit was saying to me and i was like huh that would be nice god if you want to serve me i'll take it Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and it was just cool to like just kind of feel like that whisper in my ear from god like hey i want to serve you in this season and i was like huh because like coming into 2021 i had like this idea i wanted this year to be like you know this year where i was going to be more servant-hearted but I feel like God's almost like turned it on his head and it's like, yeah, servant heartedness because I want to serve your heart. And I'm like, wait, what, God? And that's also like the only way we can serve others well is when we're allowing ourselves to receive from God first too. So, yeah. So I think these programs, like while they might more outwardly seem like things I'm doing, like to serve the kingdom, and I am doing that, and this kingdom will be served by like this service program and also by when I go to Kona and do missions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the bigger, more important aspect of it is just, um, yeah, just allowing God to speak to me through those things. And then from that overflow of how he's speaking to me, um, impact all the people along the way. So there you go. I don't even remember what the original question was that all that was based off of. But, uh, but yeah, I eventually got to that point and it was good. I have no clue where we started. No idea. It was but good. I just wanted to talk about things that happened. So there you go. Yeah. Good question. All right. Number 11 to 26. 11! Says, Where and when was the most amazing sunset you have ever seen? Well, there was this one time. Yes. <laughs> where we were driving to Winter Jam. Yep. And we were on the highway. Yep. And we turned slightly to the right. Yep. And there was the best sunset we've ever seen. It was red and orange and pink and like a blanket of silk over the sky with blazing colors and it was me and dan and will and our friends brett and austin yep and that was one of the first times we all ever hung out as the boys yep. back in 2016 the old days oh my goodness that was the best sunset. that was even before me and dan went to canada together actually so like that was like even before the origin story i know it's so crazy and it's been five years and we still haven't topped it like i think the closest second i would say for me was probably when I was in Africa, like, just seeing the sunset over the ocean um, on the African coast was something special, and just being able to play my ukulele and seeing the sun. I mean, that's beautiful. Over sunset the horizon. over water is nice. But low-key, it wasn't even as good as Winter Jam, because that was, like, the best It was such ever. a good sunset. It was, it was literally, Wisconsin, like, Illinois, it was almost on top of ever. <laughs> and it was so good. Yeah. No, words can't describe Because we were just jamming and talking, and then we were, we're just driving, and all of a sudden we're like, whoa. We're like, whirlwind. our whoa. eyes are on fire with the best thing we've it ever was seen. crazy. It was so freaking cool. Oh, my gosh. Okay. There we go. All right. Pick a question between 12 and 26. Play. Yep. 20? Yep. Oh, there's 20. Okay, it's still there. How do you live as the only Christian in your household when you're afraid to even be reading your Bible at home? From Hannah Steiner. Never experienced that. Yeah. 
I haven't either. I feel like uh, it's a very tough situation. Yep. So how do you handle it? <laughs> Dan, what would you do? Keep reading your, your Bible. You're a youth pastor. What would you tell? Keep if, reading your Bible. Keep reading it even if it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Even if you're scared. Yeah. Even if your parents are like, why are you reading that? Go in your room. What if they're like going in your room and they're like, why are you reading that? Say, because I believe it. Do you want to read it with me? We can what, what, if they're like, what if they're like, it's stupid. Why do you believe that? God, is, God isn't God is real. Say, yeah, he is. It's not stupid. You're stupid. What, what, saying you're what, stupid. If, what, if, they, what if what if they say, I'm going to leave you on the street if you think I'm stupid? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I how to be on the street with your Bible. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Man, it's, it's tough because, like, I feel go like, to, like go to secret underground churches. Yeah, I was gonna say that like, if you if you don't feel safe reading your Bible at home, read your Bible somewhere else. Go to a coffee shop. That's probably like what I would recommend. Most people go to the coffee shop to read their Bible. I would say, see, coffee shops are so like white girl. I guess like Hannah is a white girl. Yeah, but, but Hannah, like, if this was you, you should go to a coffee shop and read your Bible there. Yeah, but also I feel like, I feel like, I feel like you should go to nature, because in nature, there's just like the beauty of trees but there's no indoor plumbing in nature and well if you go to like a nice park with a little porter potty on the side you know you could just read your bible on the porter potty that Dang. could that could be the solution you're gonna sit on top of the porter you know what you know what i would also say to just go to the bathroom at your house read your bible in the shower get get audio siri to read your bible in the shower because that way your parents won't come in. Nobody's gonna come in While you're and walk in on you in the shower. <laughs> so if you, if you need to spend time with Jesus at your house with your persecuting family, just take a shower. Boom. <laughs> I'm in on that. Also, low key, I love showers because you can worship in the shower like nowhere else. Like in the shower, you can just blast worship jams off the top of your lungs. I haven't had a good worship shower in like a good good couple years, but oh. but every time I have one, they're so good. You just get in there, you blast your worship music, you start dancing. It's a good time. Yeah. So there you go. But yeah, Hannah, I feel like you can totally overcome. And yeah, there's a place to read your Bible even if your family doesn't like it. And just keep praying for them. Maybe one day they'll see the truth. Like, my parents... My parents have always been Christian, but... Like, once I started going to Bridge Church, they started to get a lot more passionate in their faith. Oh, yeah. And if you're being on fire for Christ, like, eventually other people can catch fire. Like, that's how fire works. It catches. It catches. So and more things are on fire. There you go. Fire can catch. Pick a number. Between 12... And 26. On uh, 19. Says, how do we let go of all the lies we may have? Also, from Hannah Stein. So you take you take your hand that you've been using to hold your lies. <laughs> yes. And you then use that hand to let go. <laughs> <laughs> and then hold truth. Because you can't have an empty open hand. Yeah. If you've been holding something, you want to hold something. Because right. holding stuff's very comforting and nice. Yeah. So you should let go of that thing and replace it by holding onto a truth that is the same idea. Right. Yeah, it's like, um... 
It's like that one worship song. There's nothing I hold on to. You know? Yeah. One. So don't hold on to things. Yeah. But if you want to hold on to something, hold on to truth. Hold on to something good. And, like, the thing is, like, you need to hold on to something. Like, because, yeah, like, kind of like what you said, like, you can't just get rid of a bad thing. You also have to add something to replace it. Like, I talked about it again on the Fearless Followers podcast from earlier this week. Like, how, like, for that Bible study, we were focused on the importance of having less fear, but you also need to have more faith. And that's why we did the Faith More Festival at the end, where we danced in Nan's basement on yoga balls and sang The Lion and the Lamb. It was a good time. I talked about it on that podcast this Monday, which I recorded in my hot car. It was really sweaty. It was really hard. Oh my gosh, Dan. I don't know if you'll ever go back and listen to it, but whoo! Oh, no. I was so sweaty. There was one moment I had to open a window, and you could hear the window open on the audio. It was crazy. Wait, why did you sit in a sweaty car? I don't know. I just wanted to try recording a podcast in a car. It sounded compelling, but... You didn't run the car with the AC? No, because then you would hear the AC in the background. It would be it would be too loud. Interference. I'd rather be hot than have interference on the show. Well, <laughs> but I did open a window. Sounds like something through. worth listening to. Yeah, listen to it. And also, it, it talks about our amazing Bible study. But yeah, back to the point though. The idea is basically like yeah, less fear, more faith. Less lies, more truth. You have to have something to fill in the blank of whatever you have in less of, and have more of something else. Otherwise, you'll just have nothing, which nothing can be good in certain circumstances, but it's also good to have something good. Yeah, because the Bible talks about when you, like, kick out a demon. Yeah. If you don't replace it with angels and with truth and with life. It can just come back. It comes back and the house is all in order and it's like, I'm going to be my friends. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I would say to overcome lies in your life, you just need to really hone in on truth and, like, grasp it and, like, let it sink deep and like and also just talk to god about it just be like yo god i'm believing all this crap about myself who do you say i am and then receive that and like wear a name tag or something or like wear something that like reminds you who you are like i used to wear like bracelets on both my arms that were like all things about my identity in christ and like you know i used to have i have a hat that i wear that like is memory of like different things about my identity in christ like just create something like uh in the bible even like in the I want to say it's somewhere in the Old Testament. It talks about how, like, you're supposed to, like, have things throughout your house that, like, remind you of truths. And, like, hmm. a lot of people do that. Like, I think I think in the biblical context, it was, like, like put this on your doorstep to remember. But, but like, in modern-day context, it's, like, you know, like, put a reminder on your phone. Put a reminder in your bathroom. Like, people put, like, you know, truths about themselves on the mirror or whatever. Yeah. Just surround yourself with truths so that like you literally can't go through your day without seeing them so or thinking about them yeah that would be my advice yeah so ingrain truth in your life everywhere you can everywhere every single where everywhere okay we have seven questions left 12 to 26 26 is uh i guess we already asked that one Okay, never mind. Dang. There's only six questions left. Wow. I just forgot to delete one. Okay. Good answer. 12 to 25. 25. Is why do hot dog buns come in packs of eight when hot dogs come in packs of ten? I've actually wondered this before. Yeah? Maybe you're supposed to put two of them on two of the buns. And have super dogs. I feel like the answer is there's more people that are gluten-free than are hot dog-free. So more people would say no to a bun and yes to a hot dog. Yeah, true. Because nobody eats the hot dog for the bun. 
but people eat the hot dog for the hot dog. Exactly, which is not a sandwich. Yeah, so if you're going to feed eight people and there's two dogs left over, then you can just eat that dog and not have another bone. Because yep. bones are not good for you. Here we go. Boom. Boom. All right, let's move on. That was stupid. <laughs> this is why I asked my mom. <laughs> okay, 12 to 24. We'll go 12. Which is, if you had to change your first name, what would you change it to? What? What did you say you would change your name to? Barabbas. Barabbas? Yeah, the guy from the cross. The guy that got freed from prison instead of Jesus? Uh-huh. Why? Every time I think of this one video where it talks about Barabbas and it's like a really cool spoken word video. Yeah. And it's like, you are Barabbas. Barabbas. Jesus loves you in this way. And I'm like, oh, I could just actually be Barabbas. Yeah. It would be a good reminder. That's cool. Of how I'm Jesus beloved. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know what I would change my name to. But like, I'd rather just stick with Dan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like my name. Like, Zachary means the Lord remembers, and I like that. It's a good name meaning. I have a lot of names of what I would name a girl, or what I would probably want my girl name to be if I was a girl. Um, but for a guy, I don't know. I think I would name myself Smickle. 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 Because, like, back in my old Pokemon games, whenever I would play, I would always name my guy Smickle. Because, like, when I was a kid, I always used to say, Aw, Smickleburgers. <laughs> and then I named my little character guy Smickle for years playing video games. And so I was, like, I almost, like, identified with the name Smickle. Whoa. Like, everywhere I went. So I was like, I could totally be Smickle in real life. And it's like, it's not a real name. Like, it's just like a random... It's like Tickle with Sma. Sma. You know? <laughs> it just kind of works. Oh, my goodness. It sounds nice. Like, be like, hey, Smickle, how you doing? Like, you know, I feel like it's a good... It even sounds like a good nickname. What like, up, Smick? <laughs> how you doing, Smick? Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be great? Dude, yes. Maybe I'll name my child Smickle. I'm gonna put that on the name oh, list. No. Wifey, or anyone who's like applying to be my girlfriend. Remember, we're gonna name our kid Smickle. So <laughs> there you go. Dang. All right. Bad for that kid. Why? You don't think Smick is Smick's a good nickname? I don't want to meet some kid and be like Smickle. That's your name. How do you spell that? <laughs> How do you think it's spelled? I'm guessing it's just like pickle. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I don't want to explain it like that though. (laughs) Spell my name like pickle, but with a sma in front of it. I feel like that'll that'll be funny. People will be like, "Ah, it's like a pickle." Ah, I love pickles. Or maybe they don't like pickles. pickles, I don't like pickles. Yeah, you get instantly not liked based off your name. Yeah, name reminds me of pickles. I hate pickles. But if you find a girl who really likes pickles, okay, then go for it. (laughs) Then then Smickle is set. Uh, She might be. Confuse and try to eat Smickle though if she likes pickles. Yeah. Cannibalism's bad. Alright. Well, let's move on. There's only four questions left 14, 17, 23, and 24. Whoa, these are good. Yep. Well, we'll get rid of 23. Which says, What's invisible, but you wish you could see it? <laughs> Farts. What? Why, Dan? Why do you want to see farts? 
just wanna I just wanna see people's faces after they fart just to yeah. see the reaction <laughs> yeah I'm not I actually that probably way. don't wanna see that at all <laughs> <laughs> I'm good I don't know I was gonna say wind and then I was like you know what let me change this up a little bit yeah that's I mean, something else that's invisible light angels that's way better. I want to see angels. I also want to see angels. Or or we kids. could see demons, because then you could, like, warn people. You could be like, there's a demon. Watch out. It'd be like Ghostbusters. I heard that's dangerous. Some people can see angels and demons. I know, some people can. Demon, like, if you call a demon out, sometimes it gets worse. Really? Yep. Yeah, so I've like, heard rumors. There's yeah. timing for things. Yeah, angels so, yeah. and demons are, like, that's crazy stuff. I'd like to see angels, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, either one would be cool to see and would have its own purposes. So there you go. That's yeah. And I feel like I feel like you think you want to see angels and then you see them and you're like ah, like that was like the shepherd. Yeah, do not one. be afraid. Like they're like freaking out. They're like, well, who are all these people? <laughs> like they're like, I hope go back being invisible again. I can't handle it. <laughs> it's crazy. I feel but, like angels is totally move though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the demons won't leave. Like when you tell them to leave, the angels will be like. All right, go in peace. <laughs> hey, hey, angels. All right. right. So these last three questions. One is from my mom, one is from Hannah, and one is from Anonymous. What do you want to hear first? Hannah. It says, what secret conspiracy would you like to create? Oh. A conspiracy. We're trying to create a conspiracy? Yes, Dan. What conspiracy would you like to build? Let's build a dust. conspiracy from dust that pigeons, pigeons, are government spies. Why are they government spies? Because they just they just sit everywhere. They're very inconspicuous. You yeah, wouldn't, you wouldn't think twice about a pigeon staring at you doing. <laughs> pigeony things. Right. So they have to be government spies. Yeah. Huh. They probably are. I don't this know, is man. less conspiracy and more truth. I feel like pigeons are just... They don't have brains. Exactly. That's what makes them the perfect candidate for All this right. conspiracy. I want to make a conspiracy. So my conspiracy theory is that every single cartoon and television universe ever created in fiction or non-fiction exists somewhere in the universe. Whoa. And all, somewhere far away there's actually planets and galaxies and parallel universes where all of those TV shows you love are real. You know? Because the universe is infinite. So in the infinite of eternity that God has made, like all of those things have to actually exist somewhere. Probably. Hmm, probably. I don't know. Maybe. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> so I I think you should believe it. It makes you feel good. You're like, whoa, that's real. Unless you're watching like, you know, some you know, movie where a bunch of people die and you're like, Oh, well, that's a bummer that that's real. But but maybe it's not. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. So there you go. Ding. Oh, that was a bad ding. Yes, it wasn't a real conspiracy. All right. 
Do you want my mom's question or the anonymous question? I feel like we should end with anonymous. All right, my mom says, what book have you read that's influenced you the most? Oh, my goodness. I like a lot of books. Um, It might be... There's this one John Eldridge book. Yeah. And I'm reading the plan for it right now. Uh-huh. I forget the title. It's that one guy book that every guy is supposed to read. Oh, Wild at Wild Heart. Wild at Heart. Everyone yeah. talks about that book. I know. I forgot the name of it, but that, I think that's my answer. I've learned a lot from a lot of books. I really like anything that John Eldridge has ever written. Wild at Heart's really good. Bob Sorge wrote this one book that was really inspiring to me. I really like this one book by Bob Sorge talking. It was uh, Secrets for your prayer room time. Oh, so interesting. Secrets in the Secret Place. Oh, that's kind of cool. It was cool. They were like little two or three page chapters and they were like a hundred something of them. Nice. So every time you go in the Secret Place, you read a different little chapter and then you focus on that part. Huh. That's cool. That's, that probably shaped my life more than any book ever, but Wild at Heart really, it hit me good because it was just showing me like your dad's not perfect, but your Heavenly Father is. And then there's a wound in your heart, and you got to welcome Jesus into that place. So I welcomed him into some places, and it was yeah. really healing and restoring and stuff. That's pretty cool. So those books changed who I am today. Nice. Yeah, so me. I don't really read books. It's no. not my favorite thing to do. I read a, a book on this podcast on yeah. episode 17. You wrote about if you wanna, dreaming big. If you want to listen to that. Which, I thought it was an okay experience. We're going to play a little game based on it in a second, actually. But we'll get there. But before we get there... Yeah, so I think... I don't know. The only book that came to my mind as I was thinking about it is just this book called Changes That Heal that I read while I was at BGU. Ooh, cool. And it was pretty pretty decent. I actually don't know if I ever finished it, but I remember like the first like half of it was really, really, really meaningful. And then the second half, I think I, I lost the hype. But but the first half I was hyped. You're like I was all in. I was like, this is a book and I'm enjoying it. What is happening? And then I was like, oh, it's it's not actually happening. But I enjoyed the first part. Ooh, or Narnia. Narnia could have changed. And the Bible's cool. I don't really think but Narnia. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, we, we used to call people to have them read as Narnia. Yeah, we did. But that's because I didn't really like reading it myself. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, the Bible. It's. An honorable mention. Bible's definitely an honorable mention. It's a book that, you know, changes lives. It's probably the best one. Yeah, by far. But also, yeah. also a dishonorable mention to the Book of Mormon. Don't read it. Don't do it. Yep. Honestly, though, if you do read the Book of Mormon, like, I feel like sometimes it's useful to read books from other religions just to understand where they're coming from. I've heard that's really important. But guard your heart if you read the Book of Mormon. Guard your heart hard. Be careful, man. Don't, don't go into someone's door with the Book of Mormon and be like, you gotta read this. Like... It's a little, a little too much. Don't be too pushy. Yeah. Hope you understand. Um, also, I was going to mention, yeah, that just that beautifully broken devotion book. I read this past summer. It's more of a activity book than it is like a read book. But I, I mean, generally speaking, that's what I prefer anyways. Just I just I'm the kind of person who prefers engaging things to teachings like a 40 minute sermon is not going to change my life. But like a 40 minute like prophecy workshop or something that's actually going to engage my spirit or energy is going to do a lot more and same goes for books and even like movies like the reason i prefer watching a movie or a tv show to a book is because you're actually like you are able to like see something 
mm. versus like reading it takes more effort <laughs> I mean well actually no that, that seems to go against my principle I guess because my principle is like I want to do something to learn but I Put guess in the effort I guess with movies it's different with movies it's just like I'm lazy right now I don't want to read okay but if I am gonna read I want there to be activities so yeah so books with activities I like them that that the changes that heal book I think had activities too and yeah. so did that dream big when you that's made why I gave you the dream big book exactly Zach likes to be told to do stuff exactly when you do things it changes you when you just read things you know you think it's cool for a few hours and then you move on so like that was cool for a few hours yeah Moving unless on. it's like unless it's like a movie series and you're like whoa like this is cool because you don't move on you're like well I'm addicted to this and I'm gonna watch YouTube videos about it every single day whoa yep and then you move on like eventually but whatever anyways that's that question what if about books and before we ask the final question from anonymous we are going to have a little game <laughs> i like the game i like that the game came for the question yes <laughs> so this game is called better or worse than zach reads a book oh dude. so i made a list of all of our podcast episodes from episode 1 to 26 and Dan you have to guess whether an episode on my list is better or worse than Zach reads a book the bu- the podcast that you wanted to happen more than anything else this whole season yep so you have to figure out did i like reading a book more or less than each of these ideas i'm going to ask you seven things are you ready yes all right let's see what we got the first one we'll do is... I'm excited. Let's start with episode four. Snow or no? Better or worse than Zach reads a book? <laughs> <laughs> Snow or no is... Better than Zach reads a book. Okay, you are... Ain't wrong. No. Snow or no is trash. <laughs> we literally just laid on the floor at three in the morning. And said how stupid snow is. <laughs> I thought that was a good time. It was good. But Zach reads a book. I mean, it's weird for me to say Zach reads a book was better, but it was more it was more intellectual. <laughs> so I recommend that episode over Snow or No, but if you only have two minutes, sure, you can turn on Snow or No. There you go. Yeah. So that's that's one wrong for Dan. Alright, I'm gonna keep checking my points. So far at zero. Alright. Question two. Let's do episode number 20. Toy Story. Toy Story was better than Zach reads a book. You are wrong. Yes. Two for two. I know. I actually liked Zach Reed's book better. See, the thing is, I really liked the Toy Story podcast. Like, after we recorded it with Allie, I was like, this has the potential to be in my top five episodes. And then I listened to how bad the audio turned out, and I was just, like, way down on it. Yep. And sometimes that just does it. Sometimes, like, I was really bad at getting the right recording settings with this new microphone. And, yeah. But I did really like recording that one little, you got a friend in me. Like, little intro for that yeah, episode. But yeah, Toy Story is fun. Next season, hopefully, we'll do a Bugs Life. But yes. I think I think Zach Reed's book was better than that, though. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Alright, next one. Let's do 
the best Smash newcomer with Izzy, episode five. Episode five, worse than Zach reads a book. It was better than Zach reads a book. Three for three. Wow, look at you, Dan. You're getting zero percent. <laughs> Which is harder than getting on. Yeah, I don't know. I really like that episode of Izzy. Like when he's like, you know, the first Izzy episode, he's like, I'm a half man, half kangaroo. I feel like the tournament thing worked really well. I wish we would have done another tournament. That's why I really was hoping. But we did. We did the fast food bracket. Um, which I guess let's let's say fast food bracket. Better or worse than Zach reads a book. Fast food bracket. Worse than Zach reads a book. You got one right. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. The fast food bracket was the same as... Uh, I felt the same about the fast food bracket as Toy Story. Like, it could have been way better. But the problem with that one was, like... Izzy kept banging the table. Izzy would literally bang the table, like, every single time, like, we were on, like, a new matchup. And, like, and, and that was, like, actually our longest episode, besides where I talked about the Disney movies. And, like, um... And it was just, like, really long, banging on the table. And, like, the bracket itself was fun, but I think the Smash bracket was better overall. Because hmm. it was shorter, it was more condensed, and I felt like we recorded the audio better <laughs> but but yeah okay how about how about my disney podcast better or worse than zachary it's a book <laughs> well i'm not trying to be perfectly wrong anymore so <laughs> it's better yeah it is <laughs> i loved my disney podcast i thought it was really good yeah, you it's actually listened peaceful. to it. Yeah, dude, I listened to it in the rain on the way back from Michigan. Dude, I felt like it actually turned out so good. And like, it was really good. It's weird, because, like, yeah, it's, it's super interesting. Very, very, very good. I loved that episode so much. I put so... I feel like I put way more effort into that than any other episode. Like, I recorded for three and a half hours, and I probably watched, like, 300 hours of Disney movies. Maybe not 300. At least, like, 60. Or maybe, like, 100. I don't know, something like that. A hundo. Anyways, yeah, you have two right and three wrong. Uh, how about episode number... What's a good one? Episode 10, Ryan the Last Dragon. Better or worse than Zach Reads a Book? Better than Zach Reads a Book. You love that episode. Yeah, it is a fun episode. I like it. You're right. Bing! <laughs> it's weird, like, how much I like that episode. Like, that episode could have been top five of all time too if ellie didn't fall asleep <laughs> but even though she, like i still like to make fun of her falling asleep and i also really liked that movie so yep. so for those reasons it's a really good episode the movie was really good and it was really fun just yep. recording afterwards mm -hmm. all right so you have half and half right now you have half right half wrong this is the last one Ooh. All right, Holy Ghost Pepper Showdown. Better or worse than Zach reads a book. Episode twenty-five, the other episode that tortured me. Which one did I like more? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out how the audio was on that. <laughs> they were back to back. Both of these episodes actually had pretty good audio, all things considered. Like, because both of them had the right setting on the microphone at least. I'm gonna go with. You really liked Izzy's picture a lot. That was a good I did thumbnail. like that picture. Based off the thumbnail, I'm saying it was better than Zach reads a book. It was worse than no. Zach reads a book. <laughs> yeah. See, I actually had them back to back in my rankings, but ultimately, I think I like Zach reads a book more. 
just because of the greatest showman spin at the end, like I'm just like that that part of the episode. What the heck? That was one of the best things ever, bro. I mean it was amazing. We, we, we were, were literally so hyped. we were literally like, if we could have this, we land on anything to do. We wanted to land on that. And then we spun it and it did. And, and I we was like, like ah! I was like, I'm rewarded for my suffering. With holy ghost peppers, it was just like there was no reward other than just suffering. Like Yep. <laughs> it was not as ideal. It was just the end of the season. We had to suffer. It's true. So there we go. Well, you failed the game, Dan. Dang it. But I just wanted to play that because I just wanted to talk about me reading a book again. But anyways, the last question from Anonymous is stupid. <laughs> and the question is, is water wet? And the answer is... Yes. Yes. It's a stupid question. <laughs> Any of you scientific fools who are trying to argue that water isn't wet... You're wrong. You're stupid. <laughs> I, I say that with all due respect, but it's not a question worth with asking. With all due respect, sir, water is wet. It is very wet. There you go. Those are all the questions for this episode of Fiery Friends. So, there we are. That's the end of season two of Fiery Friends. We played a little game. We had a little fun looking back on the past. I did do a little survey that I sent out to people and was like, what are your opinions on all these random things? But literally only three people took the survey. So our listener base was not very active in sending these questions. I mean, we—I mean, most of these questions came from four people. So shout out yeah. to shout out to Hannah Steiner and my mom and the two anonymous people who may or may not be Will and Corbin. But oh, yeah. dang, it was Will. But thanks for listening. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for all the good times. Um, oh my. Not as much thanks for the terrible questions, but thank you for the good ones. And, um, yeah, it's going to be good. Season three. I already have a list of ideas. On that survey, I did, like, ask people, like, what kind of episodes they want to see, what things from the wheel they want to see back. We got a few responses, which I'll talk about whenever we come back in August. I also have ideas and things we could add to the wheel if we decide to bring the wheel back. And, yeah, it's going to be super good. But I'm excited. Yeah. So, anyways, Dan, anything that you want to leave our viewers with as we say goodbye for the season? For the season finale, finale. The end game. Ooh, the end game is real. Yes, it is. I will say, always tip your bartenders. Always tip your bartenders. And remember. Remember. Describing your life in three words is different depending on the person. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> it is very different. And also, if you have a wedding coming up in the next two months, don't forget to call Dan at his number. Which is 262-271-2600. I remember the 2600. It's a good part. <laughs> it's the best part. It's very memorable. <laughs> so I'm really good. glad that that was my new number. Yes, so good. Yeah, and then... Yeah, we'll be back in August. You guys can hear about my trip to Kansas City. Everything that happens in Dan's life this summer is his youth pastor craziness. He's going to Green Lake. He's, I don't know, what else are you doing this summer? We're having a party. Oh, a party? Yeah, school's out party. A school's out party. School's out, so let's party. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's a good time to have a party. Mm-hmm. Celebrating school being out. It's so good. It is good. So, thanks for listening to these 20 episodes of season 2 of Fiery Friends. 27 episodes of all the Fiery Friends. Impressive. And we'll see you in episode 28 of season 3. So until next time, keep, keep the, the fire, fire burning. burning.